Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Speed Streets. After a week off, Christmas holiday, everybody taking it easy with their family, with their friends. Connor surviving from Vegas. Joey Molinero, Connor Daly. What's up, man? You know what, man? Everything's good. Christmas was great. We didn't get to report to the people. Uh, birthday weekend in Las Vegas, but we did survive. No one went to jail. Um, that's important. Everyone is alive, which is great news. Um, how have you been, man? How was your Christmas? What was going on here? Christmas was great. Christmas was great. I get, man, I get so sad a few days after Christmas every year. No matter if I'm, when I was five, I got super sad. Now I'm 28, almost 30 years old. I just like the the three, four days after Christmas is just such a bummer, dude. Because you're just having such a blast. The field and the air, everybody is just together. Like it's just so happy. And then now it's just raining and cold and you're like what are we doing here so it was great but I'm, I'm feeling a little blue dude yeah i know i i definitely feel you it's it's and i do i'm sorry about your steelers as well it's tough 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 I, I i every time i watch the steelers now play i'm only thinking about you so just know that i feel your emotional pain but i will say the colts game was fun to watch on christmas I don't know whether I just forgot that there was football on Christmas, but because the Colts were playing, I was like way more locked in on it. But it was like, it was an awesome day to have football on Christmas and just watch Aaron Rodgers sling the rock a little bit and then see the Colts have a successful night. I mean, I was pumped. It was, it was a fun, a fun couple of days with the family. Um, and yeah, man, we just, I don't know. It's just, it's just a great time of year. And I think after Las Vegas as well, it was just nice to sit and not do a lot and <laughs> let the body let the body take some time to recover its strength again. Yeah, dude, I feel you. I've been I'm joking around with my family. I was like, my new name is Jonathan Bender because I've just <laughs> been I, I've just been on a bender like none other these last like three weeks. But that's the holidays, you know. Well, Johnny Bender out yeah. here in the streets, yeah. And when you and, and with you having a birthday and your thirtieth birthday on top of it, I mean you're going to be you're, you're Jonathan Bender as well. So I feel that body recovering definitely. What um what tell me the, tell me some details what you can share from Vegas. It looked like you were having some crazy personalized private parties with bottles and all sorts of nonsense. Well, you know, we just, we, it was a, you know, it was a small group. There was a, there was a few more folks invited, but a lot of people hard to make it around the holidays. And 
some of the other racing drivers that I invited as well. You know, there was a lot of uh, difficulties with travel and stuff like that, but we ended up with a small group, but it was a good group. Uh, a couple of my friends, Steven and Deepu, that you know, Alex Rossi was there as well. We appreciate Alex Rossi. Alex Rossi got there a little late on Friday. We got there super early Friday morning. Got there at – we landed in Vegas at 6.40 in the morning on Friday. <laughs> so that's just – nine. Okay, so it's 9.40. Okay, got you. Ready to rip. Yeah, it was – we were – obviously, you can't check into a room that early, so we had to put the bags away, slide right into some breakfast, maybe get a couple mimosas going. Who knows? Um, but yeah, man, it was fun. We had, oddly enough, the funniest part about the weekend was that, like, I, I had a really important meeting on Saturday. Like, Saturday yeah, was, yeah, Saturday was a, a, a big business meeting for me regarding my future and, like, a potential partner. And so, you know, we had to keep the lid on it a little bit. We didn't want to get, we didn't want to turn, you know, we didn't want to push the pedal through the bottom of the floorboard here with the throttle and, and just, you know, end up with a blown engine before we even get to the start line. You know what I mean? So a lot of good racing parallels there. I like a lot it. of good racing. Very parallels. Good. Yeah. So yeah, but Friday night was great, man. We had a couple of friends provide us with an incredible, uh, incredible table opportunity there with the, the bottles and models type scene as, as, as we posted on the internet. Uh, great friend, Kyle Krizloff was out there, helped us out there, give massive shout out to him because that was very, very cool. And R.L. Grime was the DJ that was playing. He played at the Snake Pit in 2017 when, uh, when I, was, we were, I was racing for Foyt. And uh, it was great. He was a great guy. Great to meet him there. Um, but, yeah, we had quite a time. And then I'm not going to lie, the, the best part about the weekend was really the business meeting. And, and that's great news. Huh? So that's great news. It is. It is. But, but the hardest part, let me tell you the hardest part and how – a lot of people think, oh, Connor's the party guy. Here we go. Well, guess what? It was my birthday. I was partying. But before that meeting, I was not. We went out, had a nice lunch together with the boys. And my friends are out here. You know, they're enjoying some cocktails. You know, a little Saturday football was on as well. So had a little bit of that going. And then Travis Pastrana lands at 4 p.m. And I'm supposed to have this meeting at like 6.30. And there's a lot of energy that uh, approaches the scene when Travis lands and gets in. And I had to leave uh, a, a group of people that were hammering shots of 1942 at 5 p.m., 6 p.m. In, uh, in the cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. And, you know, that was tough. But uh, that's the type of dedication that we, we put into this racing program and uh, had a wonderful afternoon, very successful meeting. And, you know, that weekend in Las Vegas could have changed the future of my career. When will we know more? I mean, <laughs> I hope I can share more soon, but it was, um, it was, it was a, we're trying to keep it all under wraps until obviously we want to make sure all things, all the boxes are checked. All systems right? to go. Yeah. We want to get it done. We want to make sure everyone's happy, but, uh, but, but let me just say that there, there, there was, you know, talk of an incredible, incredible program that uh, we could get going that does have to do very much so with IndyCar um, and it would be great so if if we got to keep our fingers and toes crossed over the next few days and the next about week and a half but um, but it was a really exciting meeting to have and it certainly revitalized my hope in a very large way for the next uh, for the future. 
Outstanding. That's great, man. So then after that, well, first, what'd you wear to this meeting? What was the attire? Are you going suit and tie? No, no, no. So we're, we're meeting at like, we didn't even have dinner. It was like a, like one of those, like it was at the, basically the lobby bar at the Wynn, at the, at the Wynn hotel. So, you know, those guys there, there was like a six guys there, business guys. But again, they knew it was my birthday party. So I'm just dressing like Connor normally dresses. I'm wearing black pants, like black jeans. I'm wearing a nice, a nice black sweatshirt. That's about it. That's all we're going for. I, I'm not. If, oh yeah, hat of course. If they're if they're gonna meet me, they're gonna meet the real me, and that's what always works out. So I I, I enjoyed it, and we even invited him to dinner that night for for my birthday, and he was like, ah, oh, don't worry, you guys are gonna go try to do. We were having dinner at this place called Delilah, and he's like, ah, oh, that's you know that's where like Kendall Jenner goes. I I won't be going there. I said, all right, well. <laughs> We're just going for the experience. But the thing was, we wanted to get this deal done before we go to dinner, right? Because it's always important to show up a little bit before dinner, talk about the business before you maybe get a little loosened up with a couple cocktails. Let's get the business done, which we did. Mm-hmm. And then we went out to dinner. And then Sunday morning, after again, we had we lit the candle on the firework real aggressively Saturday night because we were sort of celebrating, obviously. And Travis was there for his only night. So it was a very long night, but boom, brunch meeting the next day again with our same potential business partner. So it well, was double business all weekend long. We never lifted off the throttle except for preparing for meetings. But to be fair, I do consider that being on the throttle as well because it's business, baby. We're shooting business lines all like, here we go. Business, 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 business. Great time. So was the, was the brunch... Was that planned or was that like, hey, we got to, let's follow up here. Let's, let's, let's see you tomorrow. A little follow-up meeting. Yeah, Ooh. a little follow-up brunch because now we're talking details. Getting nice. things going. And I love a good brunch. Everyone knows that I love a good brunch. What better place to discuss business than at the STK brunch at the Cosmopolitan? <laughs> Shout out the shout out the Oakmont Indy. You're right. Non-Vegas from yeah. Indy. Uh, the Oakmont, the brunch spot. Um, nice dude. So that's, that's always good when you have the, it's like, you know, when you, when you, uh, when you have a really, really great date with a girl and then they're like already texting you, like, when can I see you again? And it's like, Hey, we might have something here. Yeah. I mean, I haven't experienced that in a long time, but I assume that that's what that would be like. And I felt great. I felt like I was wanted. I felt like there was a, you know, a good little rapport going, a good little back and forth. So it was, uh, it was very important. Obviously, a lot of our listeners, you know, are very curious to see what's going on. So, you know, we love reporting on everyone else's business as well in the sport. But sometimes, you know, I, I hope to have some business to report myself. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to have to keep us posted. That's that's phenomenal. I, uh, I'm very excited about that. What great news. And then, I mean, all on top of it, well, it's your birthday weekend, dude. Like, doesn't get much better than that. And then you come home and it's Christmas. Oh, Jace. You're just living. It was, yeah, it was an interest. Everyone said, oh, your 30s are going to be a great time. Going to be a great time. And I said, you know what? I'll believe it when I see it. But uh, so far, it's been, you know, it's been a solid run. A solid run. And and um, and that's that's all we can, you know, that's all we can keep thinking about is let's just keep this momentum going. It's not even 2022 yet, but we're hoping to start it, start it off correctly. Yeah, dude, all your social media channel. When I think like Connor Daly is associated with 22, now we're heading into 2022. 
So fingers crossed. All lining up. I'm feeling like we got. I got my twenty. I got my twenty-two hat on here. It could be for you. It's actually Najee Harris's uh, brand. <laughs> uh, you know, so his logo. He's number twenty-two. So all things are a go in in twenty twenty-two. I like it. We're, we're, I was gonna say that is a great hat. I I really respect that. I like the number, and I'm kind of jealous of that merch line. <laughs> yeah, got got it for Christmas. What what did you get? What's some of the stuff that you woke up to on Christmas morning? Oh man, honestly, I got this. Uh, I got this gallon jug of water that I can now track my water intake. <laughs> Big athlete stuff right here. Got to make sure you drink a gallon of water a day, apparently. So now I can uh, really view what I got going on uh, when it comes to the water intake. Um, but man, I just, I, Christmas is just a great time. The family always comes up with some really interesting old classic racing stuff. I love, you know, Indy 500 history. Um, and, uh, you know what I got as well? We got the lone survivor book, Marcus Luttrell's just the story from the movie, uh, with old Marky Mark in it. Nice. Um, incredible American hero that we met boat racing last year with Travis Pastrana. So I can't wait to read that. Um, but yeah, man, just a couple, couple nice little trinkets. Got some Pokemon cards as well. Are you getting back into it? Oh yeah. We're, we're deep back into it now. We We ripped apart my parents' basement. Like it was it was getting redone or we were moving out. Like I was trying to find all these old Pokemon cards and anything good. We found a few of them, but not all of them. Joey, do you have any buried in your basement somewhere that you need to find? Because I will buy them from you right now. No, nah, man, I wish I did. I, I was into Pokemon. I mean, like everybody else, I had the cards. I was always looking for the Charizard. Um, you know, I, I had the, the, the game, the Game Boy game of Pokemon. Oh yeah. So I was into it, but I just like, it, it, it fell off for me and I feel like, I feel like it fell off so hard that we all just got into middle school and we're worried about, you know, chasing girls and being on AIM that we were like, Pokemon. <laughs> you know, so we got, we, we got rid of it. So now I don't, I don't, I don't have any. Yeah. Hey, speaking of AIM, that was a great era. What was your what was your favorite custom away message to use? Like if you were away, you remember those? You you try to put something interest. I tried to put something creative in there, not like away from keyword. Like Connor Daly is searching for aliens or something like that. Like what's was oh, there any, like okay. you're a funny guy. Like did you have something that you put up there? Was like hey, this hit the nail on the head or what are we thinking? No, dude. I see. I wish I would have been cool and like clever and funny like that back then, but like. I was just such like a sports dweeb loser that I would, it was probably stuff that was like, I'm, uh, you know, taking baseball swings, uh, hit me up, you know, something like that. <laughs> super lame. And HMU. Every girl, yeah, every girl would be, yeah, yeah, taking baseball swings, HMU, BRB. And uh, <laughs> every girl was like, I don't want to talk to this loser. And then, uh, yeah, so no, I didn't. And my screen name was whack too. What was your screen name? Oh man, mine back in the day was uh, Cart two 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 one, which I thought at the time was twenty two twenty one because I was number twenty two in go karts and my friend was twenty one, <laughs> and then it ended up ended up just looking like Cart K A R T two thousand two hundred twenty one. I was like, oh great, that didn't work out well. Yeah, dude. <laughs> See, it's so funny because back then all the dudes just had something that was like related to whatever sport they played. Yeah. And then, every, and then all the girls were like, all had something to do with a horse for some reason. There was like, <laughs> there was like eight girls that I knew that was like rebel horse chick or like horse girl 97. They all loved horses. So I was like, hey, okay. I mean, you're not going to get one, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a classic, a classic maneuver. And there's always, 
Oh, I, I, that was such a hilarious era. I sometimes wish I could be a fly on the wall for some of those aim conversations that were taking place. And like, that's another thing is I never called it aim. We never called it aim. It was just AIM. Yeah. No aim. And just instant messenger. Yeah. Instant I don't know. Messenger. That was one, but uh, you know, the sound effects that you could turn on when like yep. you would, when you would log on, it wasn't just the door, even though I liked the door idea that love the door idea. Dude. I'd look at my friends list, hoping someone would get on that door would open. Dude, it's the, like, it's burned into your brain. Imagine like, us having to explain to probably people listening and also like our future generations, like our kids, like the excitement you would get when the girl you wanted to AI message with when her name came on and you were like, Oh my God, Oh my God, I got you online. But then lock like, it in, yeah. right. Lock it in. But then how, how upset and how like, Oh my God, am I ever going to talk to them again? When I'd go and the door would close. Oh, like, can you imagine what we were, what we were relegated to back in the day? Like, you're just sitting there having this conversation potentially for hours at your computer, not moving at all. Like now we have the pleasure of cell phones where you could take, you could be sitting on the couch watching Yellowstone or 1883, having a great time, maybe even sipping on a beverage of sorts. You had to sit right there and just be locked in because you couldn't get away. If you started leaving, well, guess what? She would log off because the door would close. And guess what? No one wants the door to close. My, my buddy had uh all time sound when he would log on and instead of the door opening <laughs> whenever he would log on it would just be the part from uh, jay-z's big pimpin it would literally just go big pimpin that was it. <laughs> i was like wow this were, you guy. Ever, were you ever an msn messenger guy though as well because i had some people that were jumping onto the msn messenger train as well before hotmail got hacked by everything and like they couldn't have those hotmail accounts anymore no, all the kids who are on MSN Messenger are in jail now. So yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they were um, they were invested in all those companies that went bankrupt and upside down. Yeah, never got on there, but dude, the hours that would be spent making, yeah, talking to either a chick or like making your profile dope, you know, like just. I wish I wish I could have been better at that stuff. Honestly, I I look at things now, even and I'm like, man, I wish. I just wish I had the internet prowess to be able to create and, and, uh, and make things just, you know, look cool. But I'm pretty, I'm a pretty basic guy on the internet, pretty basic guy on the internet. You don't want to be over the top with it because then everybody's like, all right, just calm down. Or they're like, Hey, that's not you. You're obviously paying somebody to do that. You know what I mean? You want to be uh, genuine. I think you're genuine. You know, I think, I, I think you're genuine. Some of some that I saw on, your social media accounts that I want to ask you about. Holy geez, dude, your family, what are you, you're like running five K's on Christmas Eve or Christmas day. What is going on? Yeah, it was absurd. We, uh, I don't know why but my family decides to be athletic on Christmas. And I actually had a girl, a, a long time friend of mine sent me a message and she was like, you got to stop posting this stuff on the internet. Cause no girl's ever going to want to come spend Christmas with your family. Cause no one wants to be athletic at Christmas time. I said, look, I get it. I'm sorry. Yeah, but me and my brother and my cousin are out there getting after it on the road, and it wasn't too cold, so true. you know, five k seemed right, and you know, we we try to push each other. But your mom, your mom and Doug were out there. The whole family. Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone gets out there. Doug was walking the dog, running the dog around. We had my little brother Carter. He was out there too. I mean, just one of those things, man. We just felt like. Felt like it was the right thing to do because we all eat egregiously massive amounts of food the rest of the day. And 
I don't know, man. We, we had, we even played basketball for like an hour and a half the next day as well on Christmas. And let me tell you what, that's just a bunch of, you know, just a bunch of aspiring wannabe basketball players that are not qualified basketball players dribbling around the court. Very low three point percentage uh, on the, uh, on the, the, the backyard basketball uh, association was, yeah, it was, a, it was a tough scene for us, but again, we're running around, getting our heart rates going. It's it's fun. Did you did you guys lower the rim? No, no, we don't do that. We don't do uh, any low. Uh, I mean, come on, we're here to compete. What you don't want to you don't want to dunk and do cool shit? No, no, we just we we don't want to give that that pleasure to ourselves without it being legit. <laughs> That's like part of the best part of having one of those goal rillas <laughs> that you can crank down to eight feet, dude, to be Vince Carter for a day. Yes, he's doing 360 reverse backwards upside down dunks. Like, yep, me. Oh, how high how high is that rim? Ah, don't worry about it. We're not doing that in real life. We can't go to the Y and slam on 10 feet, you know? Get out there and just uh, throw it off the backboard a couple times. Yeah, a lot of us were just trying to be Steve Nash and it just didn't work out. You know, I I was about one for ten from the three-point line uh, and committed a couple, you know, crucial turnovers, but we did win the competition. It was the old people versus the young people. So anyone over 30 plus my cousin's husband, who's close enough versus the younger folks. And guess what? We came out with the Christmas basketball W, which is, you know, for some people, it's, it's what, it's what really matters at Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was sitting there, you know, what I was doing, I, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not like you. I don't have halo. I don't have a, a Xbox <laughs> or a PS5. But what I did get was Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo 64. Wow. So Christmas classic. Day, oh, dude, absolute classic. I literally, my wife got it for me. Christmas morning, I opened the box. I literally go, oh, like I screamed because I was like, <laughs> this is literally, I was a Nintendo 64 kid, Super Smash Brothers. So instead of playing hoops on Christmas Day, uh, me and my brother-in-law were, you know, working out the old thumbs and yeah. playing Super Smash, and it was the most fun I've had in a long time. It's great. Very important question, though. Who's your character? Who's your guy? I bounce back and forth between Link and Fox. Okay. I like Link. I was a Link guy. Yeah, Link, super, super good. He has so many ways that he can attack you. I like Fox's uh, quickness, you know, and then yep. – uh, Mario is actually pretty fun to play with. You know, I hate the phrase Not low key, but if you can time that, uh, you know, when he like jumps up and it hits the coin, it's like, Bum-bling. if you yep. can time that right, you can blast some people into a <laughs> It's all about the gamesmanship. You got to, you got to play to your character's strengths and watch out for those re- weaknesses. I love that game. I thought we actually came across our old Nintendo 64 while we were ripping through the basement trying to, trying to find all the Pokemon cards that I think are worth a million dollars. There you go. And we even came across, you ever have a Sega Dreamcast? You ever have a Dreamcast? Nah, man. Oh, man. Dreamcast. Isn't it, wasn't Donkey Kong big on that? I feel like Donkey Kong and like Mortal Kombat were big on Dreamcast. It was such an odd controller, such an odd system. I mean, this is classic stuff that you discover at Christmas. And I know we've gotten way into – we're off the tracks of racing and sports in general, but this is important Christmas topics because I guarantee there are many people out there this holiday season that are going down there and investigating game systems they have not seen for 10 to 15 years, yep. potentially getting them out. Yep, for sure. That's what it's all about. It's all mm-hmm. about holiday season. I tell you what, it's a wild time. 
very, very exciting. And I also almost forgot, this is away from the video games, my cousin Bailey was super pregnant for Christmas. And she literally yesterday, today actually, today she had her baby. So it was like, I can't even imagine if her water broke while we were all at the house two days ago, that would have been such a wild scenario. And we only missed it by a day. I was like, oh man, can you imagine us having to rush her? rush a cousin off to the hospital to have a baby at christmas time right crazy it's not like you have anybody in your family knows how to drive fast i mean i know yeah who would have been that guy what a perfect what a perfect situation though like you always got to feel pretty good knowing that hey my cousin's the indycar driver he could get up to 150 feeling good on the way to the hospital <laughs> oh yeah, I tell you what, that's that, I, that that's what I was actually looking forward to the most. I said they said, "Oh man, can you imagine if that would have happened like while we were all together at the house?" I'd be like, "Yeah, lock it in. Let's go to the ho- I'd get there as soon as possible." <laughs> Guess what laws don't apply then? All of them. And then, you know, if if any police tries to stop us, say, "Guess what? We got a baby on the way." And I assume that they're like, "Oh, sweet, follow us." <laughs> Maybe they give you a caravan. Yeah. I mean, shit. Then you just Maybe throw it's the program. Uh huh. I am man. That well, congrats to your cousin. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, a, a lot was happening. A lot was first, happening over the last few weeks. Her first baby. Second one. Second. Okay. So yeah, I mean, the first one, I'm sure she would have been like, uh, I don't know about that. But the second one, she's like, let's let's do it, Connor. Take me yeah, on the road, man. Strap me in. Get us out. Of, get us out in these streets. We gotta we gotta deliver this baby. <laughs> oh shit i love it that's great um anything else from how's rossi in vegas i got a picture for me so alexander rossi i will say when he and maybe it's an athlete thing i don't know because travis rossi and i definitely when we get into it it's very competitive right like if you're getting into something if you're getting into you know matching cocktail for cocktail it's you know it's we're, we're, we're trying to we're trying to deliver and, uh, and I really respect Alex. Alex is, is a guy who will never stop during the day. And he is fully in control. He's very smart. He is uh, honestly a much better connoisseur of fun than, um, than I expected when I first knew, like when I first started to get to really know Alex. But yeah, I, I see when you get Alex away from the, you know, away from the lights, away from the the cameras, and away from whatever, he's uh, you know he's he's an electric factory, and and I think we had an incredible time. So much so that he had to leave early <laughs> because I think he didn't want to stay Sunday night. We had Sunday <laughs> night booked up too, but he was like, "I got to get out of here. We got I got I got to get back home." <laughs> so there were only three of us at, at the most. There were five of us, and by the end of Vegas, there were only three of us. So it was uh, it was quite a roller coaster of human beings. Um, that were there for the party, but, uh, but yeah, man, Alex, Alex can keep up with anyone and, um, and he'll probably, he'll probably compete better than you at some point. Nice. That's, uh, yeah. uh, I'm glad to hear that, man. That's, um, that sounds like a, like a hell of a time. I was yeah. doing things on a very, very low, lower, low key basis, the same things, but very much on a more low key scale here in Indy. You know, I was playing yes. Santa at Christmas parties. I was getting, I did see you know, that. Yeah. I was, uh, having a time. It was so funny because I was skinny Santa. They didn't have any like fat for me or like a bunch of pillows to put in there. So I was just skinny Santa 
I was wearing Reeboks. They didn't have boots oh. for me. So it was a whole different brand of Santa, you know? That's, you know what? That's not bad. It, being skinny anything is like, hey, I'll respect that. Well, you know, I mean, 2021, you, you, I feel like the kids now are probably like, Santa, aren't you gluten-free yet, you fat ass? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's, well, let's, everyone's got to have their own Santa. You know what I mean? Like, you have what's, what's your Santa got to be like? Well, mine is definitely going to only eat from – northern fields of north dakota and he can't have any carbs after the hours of six to seven p.m yeah it's like uh you know uh on talladega nights when ricky bobby and them are talking about their favorite kind of jesus how yep. they picture him you, that's how you picture your santa yeah that's it right there you want your santa to be rocking you know a wife beater with no coat and ripping cigs let that be <laughs> your santa, you know man so, <laughs> did you guys get into any Christmas movies? Like what did, we had this discussion a little bit about Christmas movies, but I tell you what, I, I love Christmas movies. Like I, 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 I will, I will strap into ABC family or whatever free form now, whatever it is. I mean, I will, I will, I will sit there for hours and just let it like I had, a, I must've had 10 cups of coffee, just sitting watching movies and just hanging out. Well, I'm with you, but the bitch of it about free form is like, I swear, dude, every time I turned on Freeform, ABC Family or whatever, it was either Home Alone or Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. <laughs> now, I love both of those films. I think they're classic. Both of them made my top five Christmas movies. But, like, there is such a wide variety and number of movies to put on there. Switch up the rotation, ABC Family. Let's go. I agree. I agree. I, di I didn't see Die Hard once. I, di I don't. I don't get it. I don't know why that wasn't on free freeform. You know what I mean? I didn't yep. see any of the more recent Christmas, like Four Christmases. That's probably a little bit too risque for freeform. That was on AMC a lot. Ah, see, I missed. I missed out on a lot of movies. Yeah. But I was just. I wasn't. To be fair, I wasn't trying to go hunt them down. You know what I mean? I was gonna. I was gonna see whatever was on. And, you know, we even pull up a little bit of YouTube playlists every now and then. Hell get yeah. the Christmas songs going with maybe a creative background. I just love yeah. yeah. I know. That's why I'm, I'm, we're bummed this week. This is like our, our Christmas blues show, you know. But uh, luckily you had a good meeting, so that makes me happy. What's yeah. your plan for New Year's? What are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm undecided yet. But, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of COVID kicking off everywhere. Apparently people are – the whole world is freaking out and – and uh, yeah, so we're just trying to figure out what's what's the best place to be. Where's where's the best place to go? Um, but really, like at this point now, like after you have a meeting, like 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 the where we had last week, it's like I kind of don't really care about New Year's anymore. I just want to get into it. Like first week of January, boom! Like let's get back to work. Let's get things going. Um, you know, there's there's things that we got to get done the first week of January, and it's like, all right, I'm I'm ready to get back to work. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to Nashville, so you know, oh. hey, COVID, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, what what a better place to go for that than uh, than than Nashville? Well, because Purdue plays Tennessee in yes. the bowl game, so we're heading down there to that uh, with some other Purdue folks with of you know I'm friends with and my wife's friends with. We're going to be down there for a couple of days, but um, yeah. So I mean, now that you're you mentioned that though, like going forward. Once you turn the calendar to the new year for yourself or IndyCar driver, you know, like, what's that look like? You start getting it ramped up, like you start getting back into daily training. Like, what is the schedule like getting ready for the last week of February, you know, when St. Pete's coming? 
Yeah, well, I mean, let's let's be honest. The, the start of the season is earlier than normal, right? Like, I, I can't remember the last time the season started in February. So, um, you know, if, if all goes to plan, right, you start getting in the simulator in January. We, I think I think legitimately there's only one test day that we can do before the season starts. So, you know, you're only going to get one day, one day in the race car since whenever I got out of it in September. end of October. You know what I mean? Or it, It's just it's crazy to think that this is, you know, at a professional level, you get one day in the car before you start this full season. So it's, it's pretty wild to think about, but, um, you know, that, that's what, that's how you, that's how you cut costs. That's how you keep things, you know, pretty respectable for teams. But yeah, once, if we can get things locked in and if we, if we continue to progress towards where we want to be, you know, it's going to be a lot of simulator stuff. It's going to be a lot of preparation um, when it comes to physical training, I think like I was trying to talk to Roman Grosjean this week about going, he's now living in Miami. So I said, dude, there's a go-kart track right there. Let's, let's go down there for four or five days and just rip some shifter carts for, for a few days to just get our bodies right. Get our, get our bodies ready to take the, you know, the, the, the beating of the Indy car. So there's a lot that can be done, but, um, it just depends on, you know, on, on, on what, what, what teams want to do and where they want to go to test. Cause again, Hard to test in February and many other places other than Sebring. So, you know, it, it would be awesome to test at IMS or test at, you know, mid-Ohio, but it's just too cold. Like, you can't go to these places. Yeah. You can really only go to Sebring. So, right. it ends up being, you know, a, a challenge, but, we're, you know, we're going to do our best with it. We're going to do our best with it for sure. So, when you say that, though, about like that, you know, the, the, the carts at Miami, I mean uh... – how much can that really help? What's the parallel there in terms of like, you know, cause an Indy car in my mind compared to like a car just seems like it's a totally different world, but there is, there is something there that's worthwhile that helps the body that helps training to get back into an Indy car. It's really just the physical side. Yeah. I mean the go, honestly, and it sounds weird to say, but like if you're in a shifter car at a go-kart track for like a full day, that's the best beating your body can take somewhat lined up with an Indy car. Like it's, it gets at your core, your arms, your neck, everything gets a beating and you could spend the entire day out there. You know what I mean? That's like eight hours of training, 10 hours of training, whatever it is of just nonstop destruction of the body. And that's truly what IndyCar racing is. Like you can spend a lot of time in the gym. You can do, you, know, you can do all kinds of different exercises, but there's something about being in the car that ignites your whole body up or in the go-kart, um, you know, that, that, that nothing else does. And, you know, sadly, I can't do that in Indiana right now. It's it's too cold. You can't go out there and do that. But, like, I think for me, what I tried to do before last year as well is do as many days as possible in a go-kart because you just want to be right when it comes to St. Pete. St. Pete is is such a hard track physically. Um, it's very, very challenging mentally as well. So if you can get ahead of the game in any way at all, uh, you just got to do it. And I think that's what's going to be so important. So hopefully – we can have a contract, we can get everything lined up, and I can start focusing on training and, uh, and getting things going. Because realistically, we still, like, I spend every single day at the gym. And, like, we're doing our, our part, but there's still the next level up that is, you know, that's super, super important to be ready for St. Pete. And I just, I, I just like, realized while, while you're talking, I did my, hey, stop. I yeah. start bark, barking here, but, um, you know, we're going to be in January this weekend and then, yeah, I mean, end of February, you know, we're, we're, we're looking ahead. IndyCar is knocking on the door. That's, that's awesome. 
<laughs> That's very exciting. It's true, man. It's, it's, uh, it's really exciting to think about because it's, I mean, it's right around the corner. There was, you know, there's not much racing news when it comes, you know, to Christmas time. I think there wasn't a ton going on. Um, but you know, IndyCar, we're all ready to get back to it. I think the, the one major thing that they announced was that Delara was coming back as a partner, which I think is great. We're obviously looking forward to the new car. Uh, you know, hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Um, we'd love to get a new car. Honestly, I think that's probably the, one of the most important things that we got to, you know, that we got to get here soon, but it's, it's, it's a great era to be a part of it. Cause you've got Jimmy Johnson and we've got Roman Grosjean. We've got all these great drivers, great deals being that have been announced already. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm excited for it, but it's, it's going to come a lot quicker than we think now in February. And that's, that's an exciting thought. Do you see uh Colton Herta's quote about F1? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, most Colton Herta response of all time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Colton, when talking about F1, I mean, I like, I like reading that story because Colton's a type of guy that's so talented. He doesn't have to worry about that stuff. You know what I mean? And I, I remember being in Vegas with him and we, we went to Vegas right when Long Beach was over, right? The race was over the season was over went to vegas for his first time and i was sitting out looking over the the fountain at uh at the bellagio right and i, I was at the cosmopolitan and and he's like i think i'm gonna go to f1 and i said hey that's pretty cool man i was like I, I i really respect that and he's like yeah i mean it looks like it but you know what if not like i love indycar and i was like that's a great position to be in like if you, if you can go to formula one awesome and if not guess what you're still going to be here winning races and ready to, you know, mop the floor with a lot of people. So I think it, it was a great position for him to be in. And honestly, I, I wouldn't say the door is closed on him for Formula One even still because he's still very, very young. Uh, he's still going to be ultra competitive. Um, so I really do hope he gets the shot. Uh, but it's, it's, it's obviously it's a very difficult world to break into. And, and uh, you know, for his sake, I hope he gets the shot. But uh, it was a great Colton article. Just like, you know, the guy, I felt like he was doing it from a cabana out back in, in the sun, just talking, hey, you know what? Yeah. Can I go to the biggest, you know, form of motor racing in the world? Yeah. But I can also stay and try to win the greatest race in the world, you know what I mean? And, and IndyCar. So I, yeah. I like that. Right. Yeah. He's just classic Colton, just kind of like, yeah, not, not too worried about it, whatever, you know, like it's <laughs> just either way it goes. And, then uh, I did. I, I really enjoyed seeing that he was just like his love and his his passion for IndyCar. You know, you could kind of feel it in the response, which I think is super super cool and just another feather to the cap of uh, of the sport and the series. So yeah, exactly. great to so see. What you, so what do you think now? Switching gears in sports, obviously, I want to talk about the NFL because a lot of a lot of stuff is a lot of wild stuff is going on in the NFL right sure. now. Sure. Who do you think? Right now, because I like to talk about multiple sports here, because I think there's not a lot of indie car racing going on right now, but there's a lot of ba a lot of basketball, a lot of football. I mean, who do you have right now in the Super Bowl? Like, if if I'm going to tell you, give me two Super Bowl teams. Is it even? Is there anyone that's playing consistent enough to predict that? And who are the Packers going to play in the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah dude i was just about to say that i was literally before you you dropped that on me i was like well i feel pretty confident in saying that i take green bay to finally get over the hump get back there after a 10-year drought um feel confident about that man i just feel like it's gonna be one of those wild years in the afc like 
the way that Buffalo played on Sunday in New England, could, it could be Buffalo if they're playing like that. I mean, you saw what Kansas City bent over and did to my Steelers. I, they're they're going to have home field advantage. They're going to have the bye. They're explosive as hell, right? So, I mean, one of those two teams, I feel like both could. The Colts, Colts get in. Absolutely. I mean, because, hey, what do they all say, Connor? got to be able to get to the quarterback and you got to be able to run the ball run the ball Colts can do both of those and do both of those very well so I mean I from the AFC I would say yeah I mean one of the Colts Bills or um uh, or or Chiefs right now and then from the NFC I feel confident in the Packers so the, the interesting I think what's very interesting about this season though too is like it's so hard to predict because, like, there are some teams that play all of a sudden, like, complete smelly garbage. Yep. And then they'll come back. Like, the Bills, you're like, oh, my gosh, the Bills. Like, well, yeah, I do. I did. I, you know what? I'm sorry to say, but I did. I went 11 for 11 on NFL picks on, uh, on Sunday. Look at you. And, and it was on this, like, CBS little sports league where you have to pick who's going to cover the spread. And, thankfully, I did not have the Steelers. Um, but Nobody uh, should have. That's all right. It's fine. But yeah, I, I, I love watching football so much. And like, I love trying to figure out what's going to happen. But so many times we have seen like, how have the Lions won at least two games or like how, like they've been cover machines as well. I was like, always take the Lions. Remember Lions will, Lions will cover on Thanksgiving, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's an incredible sport to watch. And also you're having guys right now with the way COVID is like, all you know, doesn't matter who it is and how many shots you have, COVID's going to get you. So if if all these new guys get a shot too, I love seeing that. Like that poor fella that played for the Saints last night at quarterback, Ian Book, Book or whatever. Ben Pulitzer. I mean, hey, you know what? He's got some incredible photos for Facebook now to <laughs> use for the rest of his life. But, That's man, that was do, just tough it. to see. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, tough to see that. Uh, yeah, and, 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 you know, shout out to uh, Cole Toner, another indie guy. Yeah, uh, I love Cole. Ron, Ron Colley guy, went to Harvard. He started for the Texans at left guard on Sunday, and, and my yep. guy was paving. He was paving the way. It was awesome. Also, guess who locked himself into a fantasy football championship game this coming weekend? That would be me. Ricky Bobby's boys, my team. Wow. Are now championship bound. And this is potentially the second time in like 17 years this has happened that I've been in the same fantasy football league. Uh -huh. Guess who I picked up? Because my boy, Dalvin Cook, was COVID attacked. Rex Burkhead from the Houston Texans. <laughs> Big <laughs> Cole's paving for, dude. Big weekend for our boy Rex. And I'm going to have to send Cole a text right now and say, hey, guess what? Thank you for saving my fantasy season for getting my boy through the, getting my boy through the holes there. It was incre it was incredible to watch. You absolutely should. He was running off big 66's ass all day. It was great. It was uh I I told Cole I said you really made up for my Sunday, my football Sunday because that was the highlight of the day. Is watching that and then the Steelers played after and got the shit kicked out of them, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. It was kind of expected. But yeah, dude, so you like the Packers and then are you are you Colts? Are you what are you thinking? Man, I, I don't know. I, just, I, I definitely – I I think for sure it's not going to be the Patriots. I think, thankfully, I can – they looked strong at times. Colts killed them. Colts, Colts annihilated them. put them in the grave. They put them in the grave. I do have faith in the Colts, man. I didn't 
I didn't really know how to how to interpret Carson Wentz. Like, I, I was a little nervous, and then I see him do some things on that field where I'm like, yes. But yeah. then I also see some things where I'm like, yikes. Yeah. But I, but like, man, when it, when it comes down to like playing full games, like we're usually always in the hunt, and so. I don't know. Part of me still thinks the Bills are going to sneak in there somehow. Part of me still thinks, you know, Packers, Bills, Chiefs. I mean, there's three or four, but I definitely don't think the Cardinals are dead. I think the Cardinals are, are frauds, sadly. Yeah. I do have a friend on the offensive line that plays for them as well, Justin Pugh. Great man. But I tell you what, those I, I had a lot of faith in the Cardinals initially. Now I'm just not sure. But uh, who knows? Maybe the Dolphins make a run. They've won seven games in a row. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're, they're sitting in there right now, but, um, yeah, dude, I, and uh, playoff playoff football is just such a wonderful thing. You know, it is it's so fun. It, it, it really is. But you see Carson Wentz has COVID. Yep. Just saw that today. Carson Wentz got the COVID. I, I, I'd love to see more details on it. Obviously there's a, a lot of. Yeah. So now controversy over what we think about that. Now you have Leonard Nelson and Wentz, all who have COVID. And I but, think all three of them have to miss the game against the Raiders. But those guys, but there was big CDC changes, right? So I don't know, has the NFL adopted those yet? I don't really know. It seems to be a wild moving target of complete confusion and mass chaos. Just, they're just throwing crap at a wall and hoping it sticks, man. Yeah. I mean, there's no – I'd be honest. What can you believe? What do you look at? Who knows? Goodness gracious. These take, poor take guys. Care, right. Take care of yourself and, and hope it all goes well. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, they're all, I don't know about Big Q, but I know Leonard and Wentz were not vaccinated. So yeah. I don't know. But the Colts are, you know, a lot of my buddies were like, I'd rather get it now than get it. Exactly. You know, January 20th or whatever in the playoffs. So. I agree, I man. I think it's, it's, it's way better to – eliminate that now then let's say you make it to the divisional round and you're like oh yikes yikes darn yeah. it <laughs> yeah okay. all right sam ellinger get 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 in there let's see what you got yeah, let's um, start slinging the rock yeah you you had a uh, an interesting social media post that um i i really wanted to talk about you were uh you posted a, a, a photo you know your car riding around the street circuit and you're like where do you think any car should go and I was like, that's a really fun, you know, topic to discuss and question to ask. So why don't you say your thoughts where you think would be something interesting to see for it to go, and then I'll do mine. Yeah, because I definitely want to hear what you think about it as well. I think I, I actually was impressed with the, uh, with the comments. If you happen to slide onto my Instagram and start commenting on that photo, I appreciate it because it was cool to see what people thought. I mean, I basically just wanted to ask a question. Like if, if IndyCar could go to a new street circuit venue, like, what do you think? Like what city, what, like, what would be cool? And I mean, mine, my, my two right out the gate were Vegas and New York city. I mean, New York city, we don't race in the East coast at all. Um, I think it's a very, very important market to get to. And I mean, formerly E races in Brooklyn and that was a cool venue. It was a cool deal. I don't think obviously not big enough for an IndyCar event, but who knows? Maybe there, maybe there's something there that can happen. But um, I think Vegas for sure would be incredible. I mean, everyone's still a little bit too nervous to go back to the Oval, which I really do wish we could do that. But, man, if you had a street circuit right on the strip, I mean, that would be incredible. And you'd get so many new eyes that were just going to be in Vegas 
for the hell of it. You know what I mean? And I mean, I just think that it's, 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 it's like, it would be like how big Nashville was like Nashville was awesome. And there were a ton of people there who were just there to party, but they happened to, you know, see a bunch of Indy cars driving around and maybe meet some of the drivers or team members. You know what I mean? So yep. I thought those two would have been awesome. I think there were a lot of people, you know, I love the idea of Denver. Uh, Vancouver was one that would have been really cool. Get another race up in Canada. Um, a lot of people had said, you know, Surfer's Paradise in Australia, which is a classic circuit. And absolutely, we should be going back there. That would be incredible. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I think the, the main part about getting more street circuits is diversifying the schedule. You know what I mean? Diversifying the areas of where we're going. And, yeah, there were a lot of really cool ideas. I Like, some people said New Jersey. Some people said, like, Washington, D.C. Like, I think that would be cool as well. Um, so there were some really, really interesting opinions. I mean, what do you, what, what would, what would your like top two or three be? I, I totally, yeah. When you said New York and Vegas on your caption, I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, not only just because of the markets that they're in, but the, just the, the aesthetic, the scenery of it would be just so cool and so important on, on many levels. Two things, like two of them that came to my mind. Um, one, I think that the uh, Indy GP that is now a thing in August. I think that shouldn't be at IMS. I think that that should be through the streets of Indianapolis. I don't know if that'd be possible. I don't know. See Monument Circle going down. You're shaking your head. No. See, I, I, there were a lot of people that said that. And I just, we already have Indy. You know what I mean? Like we have the Indy market on lockdown. And like one person did say that maybe it would help them get the construction completed downtown Indianapolis, which would be super nice to get the roads. I get, I get, I get that you have the market on lockdown. I, I understand that aspect, but on the other flip part of it, it is your best market. And then instead of just being back at IMS, which IMS is, you know, great. Everybody wants to go there, but you're already there twice in May. Right. And if you're going to come back in August, then it's like, all right, well, give us something else. Like, give us a different take on it. Go around the circle, do that whole thing. Um, and then the other one that came to my mind, too, just because I'm there so often and because Nashville, the big draw was like, you know, the bridge. We're racing over a freaking bridge, right? What Hinch said. The other one that came to my mind was Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh, PA. Um, it is very uh, condensed. You know, the scenery is great because it's in, it's, it's surrounded by not, not mountains, but it's very hilly, very, you know what I mean? Um, and oh, yeah. the, I mean, Pittsburgh has the most bridges in their downtown area than any other city in the world. Um, so you want to talk about not only having that one bridge that you have in Nashville, um, but you have uh, the, the, the setup in Pittsburgh where you got all those golden ones and you got multiple ones that you're going through. Um, that, that's something that came to my mind too. It's a little bit more on the East coast. It's a new city. It would be interesting uh, dynamic. I think it's a sports town, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the, those, those are two selfishly that came to my mind. No, I mean, honestly, like I, I think the indie thing is just, it, I don't know. I, I, I definitely understand because we have those two indie GP races and it's obviously the same event. I would love to see a little bit of spiced up things, but it's just our, yeah, I mean, Indy's the home of our sport, and I think once you start mixing that up with the Speedway, 
You don't want to take any any distraction away from the speedway because guess what? Roger also owns the speed. He doesn't own the city of Indianapolis, but he owns the speedway. You know what I mean? So, and the city of Indianapolis is very heavily tied to the speedway. So I I just think that Pittsburgh, great idea though. I mean, like especially if there's bridges. Like I think the bridge thing in Nashville was obviously super cool, highly dangerous. But if you can find a way to keep all the all the cars for sure inside of the racetrack and not into the water then that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I even, I even want to say like, what about tunnels? Like, let's get tunnels involved. Like let's get, let's get those bridges that, you know, you have to, you go out to Denver and we're going through tunnels. So I don't, I don't know. Pittsburgh like, I, has tunnels. You, See, you come you out of the tunnel and you come out of the tunnels on multiple uh, different areas of the city. You come out of the tunnels, all of a sudden you're on this, one of these golden bridges, you're looking out Boom. over Heinz field and everything like that. I love that. Um, yeah, so that's one I'm trying to go through my head now. Yeah, I mean, you're hitting more global with New York, Vegas, Australia, right? All very, very good. Um, like, what's up in Minneapolis? Like, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if there's anything worth, you know, if, if there's a street race in Minneapolis that's worth having, but that's a big city. I mean, you got – that's there's a lot going on up there. I mean, it's you'd have to be in the summer. But, like, it's kind of something that, again – You'd get that Canada crowd as well. You get people come down from Canada and, and check it out. Um, mm -hmm. But again, it's kind of a new market, and, and no, no one said Minneapolis. No one. <laughs> but it yeah, just, many, it just came to my mind, like new area. How many people said South Beach? A lot of people said Miami. Yeah, a lot of people. Only because, as well, they're building the F1 track down there. I just, I just don't think we can go to that track because it's going to be very. It's very hard for IndyCar to go to F1 tracks because it's like there's a big comparison issue and everyone compares speeds and it's like a, you know, it's a genitalia measuring contest at some point, if you know what I mean. Like it's just, it's, it's just not, it doesn't end up being great, but I would love it. I mean, I know, I know if you talk to any drivers, they would love it. Yeah, I'm just, you know, envisioning like the, the South Beach scene, right, with that whole strip, right? <laughs> you know, and, and, oh, yeah. and getting some cars going down that and, uh, that would be incredible, but yeah, I mean, that's what he said. He said Miami for sure. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. Again, another more global market, um, hitting a lot of different eyeballs, a lot of different types of people from all over the world. Right. Um, I, I mean, anything in LA, right. Like, a like, a something we got that long beach. That's the thing. Like that's like, that's our street race in LA. Right. Like we got it's such a classic historic one. One person said San Diego, which I think would be really cool. Cause like, that's, yeah, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit more South. And, um, but I, I just, I think long beach is such a historic one that like, that's kind of boom. That's our, that's our SoCal race, you know? Yeah, no, that's fair. I just didn't know if it was like, you know, straight up Hollywood, like, you know, Hollywood sign. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, so I do think, yeah, something in something with the mountains, right. I'm just trying to think yeah. of what's enticing with the aesthetic and what the shots from NBC would be able to put up there. That's what makes people be like, Oh, Holy shit. That's awesome. Um, I mean, what, yeah. like, what about Salt Lake city? Right. Like I think right. city, Utah, like there, there, there are many, many areas that we could potentially get into. Um, like Park City, I think it would be awesome. You know what I mean? I think that'd be that'd be really cool. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, it's very interesting, and I think hopefully, you know, that's something that um, we'll see in the future. A few of these markets or places that uh, that will happen, and maybe it was all sparked because of this, Connor. You never know. No matter what, I want to get to twenty races. Like I want the IndyCar schedule to be twenty races. 
I want us to be able to have, you know, more events so we can get out to more fans. We can be on TV more often. Um, I really, really hope we can do it at some point. Maybe we have to wait for another TV contract. Who knows? But I think 20 events are just, that's, that would be the, an ideal number to shoot for without a doubt. I like that for sure. Nice, even rounded number. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, all right, man. You got anything else? We want to do a random Indy 500 driver of the week. Do you have one? Oh, yeah, yeah. We do have a random Indy 500 driver of the week. We went back into the 90s, um, and I don't know if if you can look this up. We are obviously on computers, uh, but I you have it here on the phone as well. Um, there, were, there were two that I was trying to decide from in the 1996 Indy 500 field because, again – this is where we found one of our favorites, Rayson Gardner. That was, that was, that was, that. He was in the 1996 field as well. But I, I decided to go with the American. And, again, this is a name that I really have not heard before. And it's Joe Gosick. Joe Gosick. G-O-S-E-K. And I just don't remember. I don't, I don't remember hearing about this name. Let me see here. 1996, he finished 22nd, it looks like, according to this racing results. I see him on here. I'm just trying to figure this out. Joe Gessick. Here you go. Super modified race car driver, raced in the 96 Indy 500, finishing 22nd. He was nicknamed Double O Joe for his traditional use of car number zero. Smart marketing. Smart marketing. I like that. I respect that. He only that was it. He only raced in the ninety six Indy five hundred. He started thirty first and finished twenty fifth. Wow, that's all. Just one Indy five hundred. That's it. One and done for Double oh. O Joe. See, now we know that Double O Joe was a part of. The, I mean, I, see, I like I like knowing this now. You know, Isn't what I mean? wild that like I mean, it's just so crazy to think about. You know, one and dones or like people who do just like. Like, you just did just one Indy 500, right? Like, I mean, he didn't even attempt or qualify for for another one. It's just, just one in, out, but he gets to say for the rest of his life that he raced in the Indy 500. That's I do actually – I do what – I would love to know, actually, the stat on how many people just did one Indy 500. Like, I wonder – I'll have to ask my uh, my stepfather, old Doug, what, what, the, what that number was looking like because that, that would be really interesting. I'm going to see if I can look that up real quick. Tony Stewart also raced in that 500. Yep. Well, um, there were a lot of names in the 96 500, which you kind of like, it was kind of the champ car-ish, but also uh, IndyCar before IRL sort of. But like, when I mean, you had Johnny Parsons, Johnny Unser, uh, Michele Alboreto, Stefan Gregoire. I mean, there was uh, Mark Dismore. I mean, so many names that I recognize. Ari Leyendyke, Lynn St. James is in that one, Michelle Jourdain. Michelle Jordan Jr. was in that race, and then Michelle Jordan Jr. was also in my first Indy 500, which is crazy oh, wow. to think about. He was in the 96 Indy 500, and then also in the 2013 Indy 500, he tried to qualify with Ray Hall, but his car was a – that was a – it was a very smelly, s- slow, poor guy. He was really struggling. That's wild, man. Yeah. Interesting. It's all history. All right, Double O Joe. Double O Joe is our guy. Ricky Treadway, random 8500 driver of the week. Excuse me. Woo. My niece slept over last night with me and my wife, and she, hey, man, kids. <laughs> There's something else, dude. 
You have an eight-year-old sleeping over. You forget how much they like to just like stay up till three in the morning, staring at an iPad, and you're like, "What are you doing? <laughs> Go to bed." But, sounds like it sounds like you're trying to prepare for something here in the future, Joey. So good luck with it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, buddy. Well, uh, <laughs> we'll see. All right, you got anything else? That's it for now. We're gonna probably, you know, hopefully do a do a show first week of January and and get into it. I know there's gonna be a lot going on and. Hopefully by the first, you know, first two weeks of January, we can actually talk about, you know, more real stuff that's popping off here. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Glad to hear your, your meeting went well. Looking forward to more on that. Again, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for following. We're on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, be sure to follow, subscribe on there. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. We love hearing them. Helps the show out. Helps people come to Speed Street more often. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you to the Shop Indie, of course. Brian Kelly and those folks for making our logo as always uh, love, love, love what they put out and appreciate their help. Got to check them out both in broad ripple, clay Terrace and Carmel. I think a new location coming, Brian, let me know if I'm wrong on that, but we thank you to them. And uh, yeah, Connor, happy new year, brother. Uh, we'll talk uh, in 2022 on here. Um, so have a good one. And we'll uh, with you next year. Yeah, there you go. Everybody else, happy new year, uh, new year to you as well. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on Speed Street. Bye.